0: Hello adventurer, and welcome back to the FMV Sequence, a podcast that explores movie adaptations of video games, or in this case, a tabletop game, to discover if they're good or bad. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Pritchard, the half orc bard. Who is joining me today?
1: I'm your favorite. Your favorite adventurer, favorite explorer, zone destroyer. Ashley Jones, Helen and well met. Um, Ben, Ben Anderson's here. Ben, what do you got? What do you, what's up today? <laughs> <laughs> Just,
2: um, I'm really mad that we did not roll for initiative to see who got the intro first.
1: I'm a little roller, so it wouldn't have been good.
2: Hey, that's why I was hoping for that to be in my favor, but,
1: you
0: know. Well, we are also joined by a special guest today. Mr. Robbie Harris, welcome, Robbie. Hello. Hello, Robbie Ray, forty level forty cis white male. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so I forced you to watch this film, and you're very lucky that
3: I love you so much. We have a great history. Uh, we do. With all things that this movie is based on, and it was it was. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a, a whole page of notes that I took on the movie, and I'm, I'm eager to discuss these things. And
0: I can't wait, but first we have to talk about your history with Dungeons & Dragons. All right. What is your history with Dungeons & Dragons? I will keep it short
3: and sweet. Okay. Young, young man, young boy. Uh, friends were playing it at my school. I never got into it. I would watch, though. I was that kid at the table like, this is so cool. And it started with that, and then it was BattleTech, and then it was Shadowrun, and I was I was just enthralled with this tabletop game. And fast forward many years later, uh, some friends were like, "Hey, you want to play?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, rem- I remember this from when I was a kid. So I went and bought the books and a pack of dice, and you know, got the character rolled and everything, and started playing. And then since then, I've played in many groups, tens of groups, twenties <laughs> of games, probably. You know how groups dissipate they very do. easily. Uh, and now I find myself here discussing a movie based on the world of Dungeons and Dragons so yeah.
0: and I, I would be remiss not to mention that I met you through Dungeons and Dragons.:
3: You did. you were in a group with my who is now my brother-in-law at the time was banging my sister and <laughs> I hope he does a good job I care, I care about her I care about her and uh, yeah, we got married you, so. yeah some, Something's working It did work out yeah yeah. So, yeah, you guys were in a group together, and I was, like, kind of sniffing around. Again, I was the kid, sniffing around at the table, like, what are y'all doing over here?
0: I got my books. We're being nerds. Leave us alone. And we started playing at at
3: Jake's house, Uh, and then I got in the group, and then, like they do, the group, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, and and you you part ways, or or you put the game on hold indefinitely, and then you start (laughs) another group, basically. And then I think I kind of sniped you and Jake and a couple other people, and... We've been in a. You and I have been in a few iterations of this game, and we're in one right now and having a great time.
0: Indeed. Uh, small,
3: small group. I've I found with the bigger group, sometimes it's harder to keep. It's much like a podcast or a band or anything else. Scheduling can be a bitch, and it's, it's good to keep it small.
0: Very true. Speaking of, when you heard that there was a Dungeons & Dragons movie, what was your first thoughts? So I
3: discovered this movie in... Probably 2004, and by discover it, I mean I saw that it existed <laughs> in a DVD case. I was working at a video game store at the time, and we bought and sold a lot of used games, systems, DVDs, and it came through the shop one day. And I was like, what is this? Like, And just judging by the cover, I was like, this is not a high-budget thing. This is not a big deal. I didn't recognize anyone in the movie other than the Wayans brother. Marlin, correct? Is it Marlin? Yeah, Yeah, Marlins. And shelved it. I was like, I'm not even... Even with my discount at the video game store, I was like, nah, nah. I'm going to shelf this, put it out into the world. And so, yeah, fast forward, and and here we are watching it before this episode. And boy, boy, howdy.
0: Yeah. Uh, The only other thing I have to mention before we get into the deep topic is actually, Robbie, you used to have a podcast, Boys. Yep. And there was um, an episode, I don't remember the specific, it's been years since I listened. Unfortunately, I'm so sorry. I mean, it's dead. It's fine. But (laughs) that episode, you were talking about going out and just taking a chance and just like getting out of your comfort zone. Not like completely, but just like a little bit and just like, just go try something.
3: That's kind of what we started the show on was getting out of your comfort zone, meeting with people that maybe you wouldn't normally hang out with or talk with, you know. Not that we're rude or anything, but you know, you're kind of in your bubble a lot, especially nowadays. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, getting out there and much like tonight, me meeting with all of y'all, you know, I was kind of like, I mean, I'm an older guy, like I got a life, I got a family, you know, I've got my, I got my gaming group, I've got my PlayStation Five. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I have a PlayStation yeah. Five. They're I, not real. And my address is, no, but uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was a little anxious, honestly, because I haven't sat down with people in a long time. Especially in person. I mean, God, in the world we're in now, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yep. remarkable. Yeah. You sick? Did you cough?
0: <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no. Yeah. It's uh, It's all about putting yourself out there. Yeah. And I
3: force myself to do that still.
0: Well, I just want to let you know that the day after I listened to that podcast, I called up my local university and was like, hey, I think I want to come back to school. And your episode is what got me back into school, so... Which I'm not crying. Ended up me getting fired <laughs> from my job, but
1: yeah, it was for the
0: better. So yeah, it all works out in the end, man. <laughs> yeah, but that that truly is what has gotten me here today. Honestly, that is that is so sweet, so.
3: and I didn't know that at all. I know. And I you saved know, we it. we get together every other week, every other Sunday. I know. And I have never known that. So I that's, saved that's it so great. I could
0: uh, create content out of it and monetize it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so. I'm happy to help. Yeah. And we're crying because of it. Yeah. yeah. True
2: podcasting. Okay. That is so awesome, Jordan. Yeah. I love you.
3: I really do. Like yeah, I, I I talk about you all the time. Like you're one of my favorite people. And I know we don't hang out all the time. Like we we're in our gaming group, and that's. That's the role we have in each other's lives, but like I just respect you so much, and well, you you're such a wealth me, of knowledge, so. and I love you. Well, oh man,
0: you just made my night. I think we're interrupting. Right. I think okay, we're right. Right. okay, yeah. We're we're gonna make out out now. Hey, there's other people in this room. Oh god, I'm putting the boner away. Pants tent. All right, so Ben, would you like to diffuse this situation for us?
2: Yeah, I get to follow that emotional heartthrob. All right. Um, Well, I'm pretty sure that anybody listening to this podcast probably has a sense of what Dungeons and Dragons were. D&D, as the youngsters like to call it. Youngsters. But, um, <laughs> just in case, Dungeons & Dragons is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game created by Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson around 1974, or at least that's when it was published. Um, the game was spliced together from a couple different tabletop games, um, like, the base of it was, like, like a bunch of war games where you just, instead of controlling one character, you control whole armies. It was basically just excuses to reenact War II battles. But, um... What made Dungeons & Dragons unique is because you were able to um, create your own single character with a bunch of other people, and then together, along with a dungeon master, or DM, again as the youngsters call it, um, you get to craft this uh, storytelling in a fantasy realm, whether it's Room um, or whatever, um, and you just go along and create this adventure with your friends. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, As the players progress, you know, they level up, and earn new skills, weapons, and then um, along the way the DM will throw a bunch more baddies at them or just conflicts or whatever, and you just create this whole story. Um, So as the game went on through the years, um, it kind of developed two different versions. You had a rules-heavy version of the game and a rules-light version of the game. It was kind of just however you and your friends wanted to play or however your DM wanted to roll it. since the 1974 up to current, I think there are five editions. Um, each one, as far as I can tell, um, the rules just getting a little bit more streamlined. You know, in the beginning it was a lot more very, um, as I saw it described, it was people walking through with like a 10-foot pole because they were so afraid of just their character dying all the time and whatnot. Um, to now, where basically everyone just kind of plays their own kind of superhero and you're running along, killing bad guys. So it's, it's evolved a lot through the years um but um while it started out pretty niche in the 70s it has grown to be one of the most popular if not the most popular um role-playing game in the world um as of 2017 um, there were over 16 million players worldwide and it sold over a billion dollars in books and figurines alone so it's pretty popular it's doing pretty well um but as with all good things eventually someone will try to monetize that and make a million out of it um as with 2000's dungeons and dragons uh, directed by Courtney Solomon The film takes place in the kingdom of I'm also gonna butcher all of these names by the way. I have ah, ar- <laughs> was, like, so I I was like hey, so I apologize yeah. to anybody who gets mad at that, so I'm just gonna bulldoze on through it and we're gonna get through it. I'm here to um, correct you. Don't <laughs> worry. Thank you. Um, so the film takes place in the kingdom of Isamir, Isomir Okay, cool. and follows the princess or the Empress Savina. She fights against evil mages to use her magic for good. Um, along the way, she recruits a couple of thieves to help her recover the Rod of Seraphiel. Close that. That okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Okay, uh, scepter to help take control of different dragons across the realm. Um, needless to say, because it's on this podcast, that the reception of this movie was not great, mm-hmm. um, to say the least. There were a lot of negative reviews from film critics and just people in general. A bunch of different reasons from you know quality bad acting to apparently sketchy racist stuff i'm not too sure about but uh regardless the movie only grossed about 30 million dollars which is about 15 to 16 million under its budget um so it did not even come close to breaking even and i think the majority of the movie sales came from like overseas like it did terrible like in America. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that's about it. So with that out of the way, let's get to the conversation.
1: I think it's important to know that this movie came out a year before Lord of the Rings. And once that hit, it was like, got worse. So like, okay, so if this is what we could have been doing the whole time. Then why was this so bad? And especially when, I mean, Lord of the Rings had obviously a fan base because the books and people loved it. But those people also loved Dungeons & Dragons usually. Those went hand in hand. So to see that there was so lack of care from the actors and also um, the designers of this movie, that it was the writers, then people were obviously upset about it. And when I watched it, I was disappointed. But I went into it knowing that it was not, like, people didn't talk about it. (laughs) And, And, you know, different game shots, people didn't talk about it. And different circles. So I was like, clearly there's something wrong with it and there is something wrong with it.
3: I've never so I've played a lot of D and D mm-hmm. and I've never been at a table with somebody and be like, You gotta see this movie. <laughs> it's awesome. And to your point, I believe the Venn diagram of Lord of the Rings nerds and D and D nerds there is a huge cross section. For sure. I mean, they definitely just one circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe two
0: crescent moons, you know. But uh Pathfinder yeah. people have to have a space somewhere. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> the outside edge where they
3: belong. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of books were sold for D anD D too. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yes, there were how many, how many Lord of the Rings books? Three, four, five. I think there ten. I think there's of
2: the Lord of the Rings. There's three and then three main books. All of the the, the Hobbit. The, so it's like the Hobbit and that, and then once and you get past uh, like the first J R R Tolkien, you have a sign here with the lane and all that stuff. So. Okay,
3: and and to your point about uh, the 2017 statistics, I would be curious to know what that's like now because mm-hmm. when I go to my local gaming shop, Game HQ, shout out best shop in the Midwest. <laughs> So lucky to have it here in Oklahoma. D&D has exploded in the last five years, I would say. Fifth edition, like you said, definitely things get more streamlined. But the amount of content they put out, I mean, everything from monster cards to the minis exploding to everything else. I mean, when I started playing 3.5, there wasn't all that. There was you know, the player's guide, the monster manual, the dungeon master's guide, and maybe, I mean, there was always supplements, like those little paperback supplements. But now it's like huge. And they are just cashing in on this. Not to mention, you know, with Stranger Things and everything else, I yeah, mean, it's, sure. it really gave it a boost. So, Critical I, I,
0: Role is definitely yeah. the catalyst to that, which I think the only reason Critical Role got it so big was thanks to Vin Diesel and uh, Last Witch Hunter, because they, like, Nerdist teamed up with some of the Critical Role people to make a 45 minute, like, ad basically for Last Witch Hunter where they played D and D with yep. Vin Diesel. That's what got me into D. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. My, okay, I got. I have to get a little bit into my history of D D real quick, which is, um, I had GameFly, and I rented The Witcher three, and then I didn't want to have GameFly anymore, but I didn't want to have to like send back Witcher three, and I so I canceled it before I even got it. Started playing Witcher three, um, was like this is amazing, the best game I've ever played, it's insane. Um, started falling down that rabbit hole of like, Witch Hunter like. Magic bounty hunter kind of thing, so I started watching like Hansel and Gretel. Last Witch Hunter came out, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go watch that." So I went like at like a midnight showing of that by myself. Was like, "This is the best movie I've ever seen." It's not. It's a terrible movie, but <laughs> I became obsessed with it. And then I learned that that character was based on Vin Diesel's D and D character from high school, and I was like, "What?" And then I watched the. It's called D and Diesel on YouTube. <laughs> Which introduced me to Matt Mercer, and I was just like, "What?" Like, I know I was like, D and ds is like a nerd thing where people like play dress up and like be elves and stuff. Larping, yeah, yeah. But then like I'm listening to this guy just enunciate the most beautiful tale I've ever heard, just like out of his brain, and I was like, "What is this?" And I started watching Critical Role, and I was like, "I have to do this." Like this. This is so far up my nerd hole that I have to be a part of this. <laughs> oh, is that bad phrasing? My bad. Um, I've seen it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, was, I have to do this. And so because of that, at some point, you know, I have to collect nerd shit sometimes. And I found the Dungeons and Dragons DVD for a dollar. And I was like, well, I better buy this. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to watch it, though. <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know what would be good? doing that on a video game podcast because that makes sense and now I made you two watch it and my life is complete I can poof into the you did and and you know it does tie into video games as
3: well I mean there's been several games whether loosely based on d and d or straight up d and d video games yeah I mean, from like Game boy on you know there's the, that new one that's kind of a stinker that came out recently
0: yeah with dark Alliance or... yeah yeah.
3: yeah. So all
0: I mean, the names sound the same
3: so. they, they, yeah it's always like a Baldur's Alliance of yeah. the Gate well, of Baldur's gate or something. Too, right?
1: Baldur's yeah. Gate I played Baldur's Gate I and mean, know it's not finished yet but I thought it was good anyways cuz it it had like if you didn't have a campaign you're playing with your friends you could play this with your friends or alone and you could get that feeling of yeah. being in a campaign and kind of like adventuring and you can build your party however you want to and you can romance them like you can anywhere else and it, it's fun
3: Well and what's interesting about that is like I like shitty things. Like, <laughs> I just same. I'm unapologetic. Like, my favorite one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, is Avatar. I love that movie. Like I don't know why, but was, like the first time I saw it, I was just so into the color and it was just cool at the time. I was also
2: very high.
3: So we're talking about James Cameron. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just
2: want to make sure you were talking about the last year. Right? Not, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not, so not, no, no, not the last year. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> That's not right. last Sorry, right. no. right. I just thought
3: it was beautiful. And like then I kind of got, I get in, I get. My girlfriend likes to call it Rob Sess with things, mm-hmm. and I got Rob Sess with Avatar. And actually, Jordan.
0: Brought me a bootleg DVD. It's, well, technically, it's not a bootleg. It's a screener. It's a Hollywood screener. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was bought off like a carpet on the no, it's, it's <laughs> New all... York City sidewalk. I I had um, my my stepdad's like friend was is in the the guild or whatever in Hollywood. Oh, Guild, I get it. And so like I have they gave me that like because that was an old one that they were just like I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I also have like the Revenant, and I have. I think Hateful Eight, I had the screeners for both, like all of those. So, like, I got those on DVD when they were still, okay. like, out in theaters. Well, it holds a special place on my DVD shelf right next uh-huh. to the five
3: disc version, the Blu ray, <laughs> and the DVD. I have all of them. Oh, so and, you were in it? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I got on eBay and bought, like, Avatar t shirts, like, that were promo items and still wear them. In fact, at the Boys Live show, I wore that and got, when the lights went down for the evening, the eyes, it's just the two eyes and it says Avatar. They started glowing. So I just had like <laughs> these glowing eyes on my man boobs and I was just like, Okay, this is cool. Yeah. And I'm like the Avatar guy. Like everybody knows that. Plus like Natiri, hey, come on. Hello. I <laughs> I, I, I used hot. to make
0: fun of you for it and then now I just totally get it. I'm just like, yo, you know, let your freak flag fly. Dude, like you I just do. you just gotta like your shit and be like, you know what? It's stupid and I love it, so suck it.
3: Well, exactly. And and to my point, like you know, I'm not here to crap on any video game movie or whatever. Well, one movie I'm going to yes. crap on. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I weird. like, there's a lot of games that I love that people are like, man, that game fucking sucks. And I love it. Like, there's no rule to say you have to hate something.
1: Like, either. WoW? I love WoW. I know. I it's love WoW. It's a bad game. Anyway. It, it is. <laughs> but, you know what? It's, it's
3: my bad game. And I enjoy paying too much for it. Like, yep. I still play. And I love it. So. I also like Final Fantasy 14. Like, that's That's great. better. Yeah. That's, good. that's the alternative. A little bit better.
0: What's that? We did the Warcraft episode not too long ago. Another stinker. Um, yeah. That one's real rough. But again, if somebody <laughs> else likes it, that's great. <laughs> you know? It suffers from the same problem that this movie has. It
1: doesn't have any plot. or
0: Yeah. It's like, okay, you, you want to talk about butchering those names? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I know snails, and that's it. Everybody else's <laughs> names were so long and complicated, I was like, I'm not going to learn. It's going to be bald white dude, um, hot library lady. Mar-
1: Marina. Her name's Marina.
0: I'm sorry. All I heard was "hot library
3: lady." <laughs> Snail. I'm still hung up on snails. Like I, <laughs> you mentioned something about maybe some thinly veiled racism. I don't know. Like oh. snails just sounds racist in the context of everything. Like why would you call yeah. the only the, the the buddy cop in the movie? Yeah. you know snails. It just sounds weird. It, sounds, it does. I, I've never named a D and D character snails.
0: I also thought I I thought he was gonna be like the way that he they had his ears hidden the whole time. I thought at some point they were going to reveal that he's like a half elf or right. something. I was hoping that too, and I was like, that would be cool, especially like whenever he's hitting on the elf chick. Like, I was hoping it was like he's hitting on her because she's an elf, not because she's the other, the only other black person in the movie. Like, please yeah. don't have to like. I have so many thoughts on Snails. I'll get to it later. <laughs> but I, have a few I, I definitely thought that. When I was first got into the movie, I was afraid that Marlon Wayans was going to bring the, the movie down, and then he altered like became my favorite character, and I was so happy. Anytime he was, I was just like, this movie's blows, and just anything that he does mm-hmm. is hilarious, and I'm just like, I'm in it. Like you do, you do whatever little weird thing you're gonna do, I'm gonna dig it. <laughs> I he was hoping was my least
1: favorite. Sorry, your least favorite.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, well, he so does glad at the a ending. Lot. Yeah,
1: That's yeah. True. <laughs> you, you're glad he died? Yes. Oh, we'll got yes. to get in that in a second. Well, yeah, yeah, we totally will. I I was hoping when you said racism earlier that you meant like, because a lot of times in the campaigns I play, there's been like people hate elves, right? People hate dwarves, or whatever you know. People hate you're mages.
0: In. Like it's, yeah. it's it's so cliche and overused now. It's like
1: usually it's whatever race I'm playing. I end up coming in. They're like, oh okay, yeah, by the way, there's this there's this war. People hate they your hate race. You. Wait,
0: it's always <laughs> yeah. your character.
1: It's always my race. Yeah, whatever race I pick before I get in there, it's like.
0: I I think I'm seeing a correlation here, and I don't think it has to do anything with your character. I hate
3: you. <laughs> see, I come from the dark, dismal future of Warhammer 40K where everybody hates everybody, and it's, all there is is war. Yeah. And I love that so much. I love hate. Let the hate, if, let the hate. If you got hate in your heart, view. let it out. That's what I was looking for. That is totally what I was looking for.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I honestly didn't know what was happening in this movie until I read the synopsis about halfway through. I was like, so what are they doing again? I had to look at it because – and then, like, there's a part where it's like, well, the Empress has a scepter for golden dragons, but they need the red dragon scepter. And I was like, wait, what – did they ever make this gold scepter apparent? Like, I, w- I didn't know it was happening a good majority of the time. I, I just watched it with a blank brain and just was like, I hope this ends soon.
2: I
3: went into it with like super low expectations, knowing that it was, I didn't like, I didn't look up the Rotten Tomato meter or anything like that or read any reviews. I had a feeling it was going to be pretty bad. Yeah. But man, it exceeded all expectations (laughs) on the stinkability scale. Like my, my, my big issue was, okay, the CGI, Mm -hmm. which I don't want to be jumping the gun here. So please cut me off if you need to, but so bad. Like, it looked like PS1 graphics. Yes. And I know it was 2000, but like you said, Lord of the Rings came out one year later. Granted, much bigger budget. Matrix
0: came out the year before.
3: Exactly. And I, I get this was a fraction of the budget of that, but come on. Like, the, 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 one of the intro scenes where they, they showed the dragon for the first time, like, I laughed out loud at how <laughs> shitty the dragon looked. And when it started bleeding down the stairs, it looked like like Nutella. <laughs> it was like Hershey's back. syrup.
1: Yes, it was a yeah.
3: horrible, horrible. And they wanted you to see
1: Dungeons like, & Dragons, like, right there.
3: You were in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. There's your dragon, mm-hmm. and then there's the the guy, uh, D- Damodar. Damn. So many thoughts. The the oh, first and foremost, why the blue lipstick? It, was that necessary?
0: Well, I'm assuming he just got through tossing Papa Smurf's at, like salad right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just. they ne- heard you he were, were trying like, to say it first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, I was I would just, I would just say yeah. yeah, I mean, but I, it was it. I was like, is this supposed to be, like, his, like, what kind of, like, is he supposed to be, like, an ASMR? Is but then I was like. Or is well, he cold? Yeah. And then, and then I was confused why his head was turning. And then I realized, and then I was like, oh, yeah, they put that CGI vine in his head or The ear whatever. snakes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I, I did think that his armor looked pretty cool. Like, it reminded me of, like, Oblivion for some yeah. reason. Yeah. But the blue lips, man, like that is so unnecessary. Like, whoever signed off on that, no. Also, the constant whispering. Like, he's he's leading his troops and he's like, go through the door now, or whatever he says. Oh, is it don't have the Dune
2: problem? Was it the same? Yeah, the, the original Dune, like, every other line of dialogue is whispered because it's all supposed to be inner monologue. And it's just, I mean, it's ASMR by today's standards. It's bad. But this wasn't inner <laughs> monologue. This was a
3: guy directing his troops mm-hmm. like if you're on the battlefield or you're trying to find, you don't go through the door like it, it was just <laughs> so the, the, the acting man was so bad
1: the acting was bad but i i took the movie as like maybe being marketed towards a younger audience and then that in that case you would have overacting yeah. but then some people also weren't acting at all so i really couldn't tell you what was happening um I now mean, you're talking about the Rod of Surreal, I think. That yeah, is the Rod. Red. Is that for gold or is that for red? That's giants? for red. They're looking for that one because the Empress had gold. The gold one. Okay, yeah. Um, and I hated her a whole lot. Oh,
3: <laughs> talk about bad acting.
1: Like,
3: yeah. And I thought for some reason when she first came on the screen, I was like, that's the little girl from NeverEnding Story.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't realize okay. she was from... No. No, it's not. But it looked, it looked a lot the, like her. Like they, I think they purposely dressed Rip her to look like the Empress from NeverEnding Story. Yeah.
3: And, and, and then I did a little research. I was like, oh, she was in, like, Ghost World and all these other movies. She was in like,
0: Hocus Pocus. She's a little girl from Hocus Pocus. She's oh, in
3: American Beauty as well, I think. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I did a little research. That one's a touchy topic, topic with her. I it's did not research, Blue Lagoon, but. I did research about Cuties. her, too.
1: And she, like, basically said people that play Dungeons & Dragons are weird
0: mm. after
1: an interview after making the movie. So people already didn't like the movie. They saw the how bad it was after Lord of the Rings already came out. And also, they didn't like her. So. Well,
3: her acting was terrible. Like, she yeah. just seemed disconnected, like, from yes. the jump. And, like, I thought her, like, dress, like, her outfits were cool, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it looks super low budget, like, with the
0: dangly stuff on her head, and I was just like, man, this is... Because it's, like, a gold crown thing, but it's, like, moving and shaking, yeah. it's like, okay, well, you could have plastered that a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best actor out of this was Jeremy Irons, for sure.
3: I agree. The bad guy. I agree. I think that... Man, I don't know. not to, Not to jump too far ahead, but the ending scene with the...
0: Crunch, yeah, like, pretty corny. The whole movie was corny, but, but I think I think he like he knew that it was like he knew it was shit. Yeah, like I looked up there well on the IMDb. Like one of the first trivia things is like a reporter asking him why did you do this movie, and he was like, "I just bought a castle. I have to pay for it somehow." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah, checks out. Like so, he knew it was gonna be shit going in, and then just was like, "I'm gonna have fun with this because yeah. I'm Jeremy Irons." Also, it's not the first shitty, uh, sci- or fantasy movie that he's going to do because he's going to do that terrible Aragon movie later.
3: Out of all the turds in the bowl, he <laughs> rose. To the, he was the yeah. floater. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Richard O'Brien wasn't that bad.
0: Which one was that one?
1: Exilus. He was the master of the Thieves Guild.
0: Oh, yeah. he's He was um from Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: He's also I guess he has a game show.
0: Yes, he did. Uh, was it Crystal Maze?
1: Way back when. I don't know. He mm. wasn't alive, but
0: um. I don't, you weren't alive during this movie.
1: No. Oh, yeah, I was.
0: Oh. Barely. Barely. I want to talk about mm-hmm. Ridley for a second. Yeah.
3: So, I thought it was interesting when they when they introduced uh, the two thieves. Weird. Why two? Right. And I fucking called it. I was like, one of them's going to die. And of course.
0: I bet I know who it's going to be. Yeah. The buddy. The buddy cop. The person of color is going to be the one that dies. Rip. That's... Yeah. But, ri- but Ridley...
3: Hanson, I get it, but... The most vanilla, boring hero. It wasn't until the very end where I even kind of got a little tingle for him. Like I was just like, so boring, so boring. Not heroic,
0: not tough. Just
3: kind of a wiener
0: the whole I mean, time. And the actor, like especially those, you want know, to talk about end scenes. I wonder if they shot the ending first because it seems like that's like the worst acting out of all of it. Like Tommy Wiseau level. Like I think they checked out. <clears throat> And you're just like, what is that? It's face? on the note card. It's on the note card. So boring.
3: Also, Marina, mm-hmm. worthless as a mage. Completely. Yeah. I mean, she did. She did have like that little clutch thing at the end. Not again. Not to yeah, jump ahead, but. I was like, you're a mage. My level one mage in WoW is better than this. Yeah. i got two spells.
0: Where's your cantrips? Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. dude.
1: I was hoping that it was a spell slot thing, and it wasn't. It was that she needed the bag of dust or whatever that was. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, and you have to, to set up spells. And I, I play 5e, so I don't know a whole lot of before previous campaigns and the way you guys used to play. The old ways. Well, I don't well, know. Well, hey. Like we said, we just started
0: <laughs> a few years ago,
3: so. Oh. It's, it's pretty much the same. In fact... 5e might be a little easier, but it's not, like, crazy. You still had to prepare and have the components and things like that. I think a lot
1: of DMs cut that out now.
3: We do. I mean, it's like, we don't abuse it. It's like, when we're sitting around this very table playing, it's like you know we're not just spamming stuff over and over but we don't sit there oh you
0: don't have the feather of newt or whatever you know right? yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah You're, you already have to expend something to do like you, yeah. you there's already right. a price so why why are there two prices right. sure. just the yeah. yeah. sales tax yeah. And
1: there's there's a couple of things like if you play a druid you know you have certain um, cantrips you can use or abilities that you can make. like I think it's good berries that you can feed your party with that day, but people don't make you worry about your water and your intake. You don't make you worry about how it's just, it's just rests. It's not about yeah. food.
3: You never have to take a piss in D D exactly ever. You never have the runs. Like, yeah. Oh, I drank too much <laughs> ale the night before I've got a splitting headache and diarrhea. And my character's <laughs> shit meter is always full and I, I never is, get the
0: opportunity to release it. Yeah. That is amazing. I've never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. I, I would like to jump to Elwood. The dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe second on the shit tier list. I didn't even know that he was a character. Like, and that he was going to be an addition. It was just like, all of a sudden, there's just a man in a midden heap. And I was like, that's <laughs> gross. And then he just comes along for the ride. Dude, worst beard in movie history. It yeah. It changed, I don't know if you noticed, it changed colors
3: throughout the movie. Early scenes, it was more of a brown, kind of auburn. At the end of the movie, it was bright red. Was red. Like, <laughs> Bozo the Clown red. And I thought, man, they must have had to go get a second beard. You know, they ruined the first one. Or maybe think, again,
0: they'd start the the yeah. scenes early, and then and it it's faded. Like... It's bleached over time.
1: I think I saw when it got ruined because I want to, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about the bar scene. Eventually, are you good?
3: Stomach
1: growling. I want to talk about the bar scene eventually because I actually shit. like the bar scene. But in it, he like pour. He's like eating, but he gets a ton of stuff in the beard. So. Was it the
3: tur- the turkey or chicken? Yeah. Oh, it was disgusting. And his hands were like
1: black. I could do Blah. it. I think that might be when they were like, mm, get rid of that and <laughs> start over. But I want to talk about the bar scene because I actually liked the practical effects that were shown there because I know you're a big fan. And he's a hate CGI. I don't know if you listened to your yeah. previous episodes, but that was like a big thing for him. But I thought there's a lot of practical effects. That's the only time you saw multiple races um, being shown. I mean, there's a couple that I was like, I don't know if you're supposed to be Dragonborn or not. I don't know what you are. You look weird.
0: Yeah. Are you Goblin? Are you Dragonborn? Some of the lizard people are. were pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it was like, And, and I,
3: I, I appreciate it, too. Like I'm glad it was uh, equal representation of races, of course. Right. It's 2021, but they like moved around like <laughs> yeah. South Park people, and I was like, "Man, like Labyrinth was better," and it was like way older. Oh, no,
1: so. yeah, but I did like. To me, it felt like a campaign, and that nothing you want to go right goes right, and that they just scream bar fight, and then this is what they're doing now, and they are fighting, and there is throwing of things, um, un- unwielding unruliness.
3: I got I got like some early Jim Henson vibes from that scene and it was one of my favorite scenes as well, you know, even when you could see the cracks in it and everything. I did like the setting and even the camera work in that scene. Um, Jordan knows about rolling ones and how things can just go that's, terribly wrong. That's my, uh, I roll really high. He rolls really low. Most True. Of the time, so yeah, I, have I just nice hear shit on you. Yeah. Dude.
0: I have to, I, I specifically have started making characters that just have AOE attacks just so I don't have to do anything. I just like, I'm doing this and then they have to,
1: there's like a halfling race that you have a, a, a basically like a, a skill attached to you that you can reroll. I don't know yeah, what it is.
0: That's part of it. Part of like the build that I made for it, like it's specifically for that. It's it's the halfling that has the lucky trait, lucky, yeah. yes. and then um, it's all like you're a wizard with the specialty of like being able to mm-hmm. do Aoes, but then you can uh, maneuver those Aoes around your party so you can like cast Fireball and make sure that they don't hit your party. Um, and then you it's just it's a good have skill to have, yeah. And then you just they like your opponents just have to roll their saving throws and then. You can also take the feat later that's also lucky that gives you three luck points a day so you can do the same thing. So I, like, specifically made an entire character that um, makes it to where I don't have to
1: worry He's about rolls. The <laughs> dice jail every day or whatever, yeah. yeah.
0: But I felt like this movie, I don't want to praise it too highly, but I felt like it tried to incorporate stuff from, like... Quite a bit, like when it's like it's a holding spell. Maybe it was a little too hamfisted, but it's like, oh, she cast a holding the holding spell in the the rope. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe that's how the description is. I've never sure. read holding spell, but I, I kind of wish, and you know,
3: expectation versus reality. But I wish it would have. Tied into like kids playing around a table, and then not that those kids had to be those characters, you know, or they, they were voiced by them or anything like that. But if there was some reference to the tabletop game,
1: like jumanji does, kind of, yeah, like that's yeah, cute
3: to me. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a great a great. Isn't that what the example. cartoon
0: was? I don't know. I you know I've never seen the cartoon. I, I believe the cartoon was like kids get sucked into the world, and then they just like become their characters. That would have been cool. Like,
3: so, at least, like, a little foreshadowing. Like, maybe, like, kind of like a never-ending story. You know, he's reading the book, and then he doesn't have to be that black and white. But, I don't know, just a little nod to, to being in a game. I got the whole, like, spell thing and everything. That, too, and then but... it felt
0: like um, the part whenever uh, Ridley's doing the crystal maze <laughs> section, um, that he's, like, doing skill checks for, like, agility skill checks yeah. and trap finding and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't like, this is what I'm doing, but it... It felt like that maybe he was making those roles, and he got a Nat twenty, and that's why he got to jump on the, on the. It, it axe. surprised me that he didn't say that, right? Like, no. Nat twenty because that was the other thing
3: from the movie. <laughs> one, one of the many other things was the dialogue, mm-hmm. so bad. Like one, of the, I think it was the end fight where it was like so much for getting out of here without a fight. It's like, <laughs> dude, come on, like. My seven-year-old daughter could have wrote that. Like, just so cheesy to me. Like, I, I, I'm I, not the biggest movie guy, but, like, I can't stand, like, a cheesy... Like, Schwarzenegger was, like, the worst at it, right? Yeah. Like, th- that kind of thing. Like, it's like, oh, God. Like, Mr- when he played Mr. Freeze in one mm-hmm. of the Batman movies, like, like, visibly cringe when I watch that, you know?
0: Yeah. i I totally agree. It's... How do I... I feel like the writers, maybe, maybe I wizards of the coast had their hands too far into this because it does not feel like they went out of house to write this. Especially if you read like the blurb on the back of the DVD case, it is very long winded for just being like, this is what the story is about. There's like several things where it's like, he has to go do this and this because he is this and this. and right. it, But the sentence has not ended yet. And it's just like compound sentence. And it's just like. Yo, just say basic words here. You're, you're trying to get people to watch this. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm making I, a movie.
0: I wish I remembered what the tagline from the movie is. It was is. like, this is not a game. That's that, that's what yeah. it was. And I was like,
3: okay, that's kind of cute. But yeah. I don't know. Also, when I want to talk about the Snails, uh, maybe thinly veiled racism thing. Because there was a moment in the movie, and maybe I made this up in my mind. But I swore there was a moment where he threw up a peace sign and said, peace out. And that completely removed me from the movie. Yeah. I was like, that's not how you talked in a dungeon to a dragon at all. Right. <laughs> and it just, I don't know. Like, there was another, like, he screamed a lot. Like, and I know it was comic relief. I get that. But it was that, like, <laughs> like yeah. all the time. And I was just like, don't
0: fucking stop doing that. <laughs> it's so annoying. I loved it because it was just like, I don't know. Like, at some point, you can, you you can only have, like, it's so shitty, right? Right. So there's nothing else that could take away from it. So at this point, anything else is just elevating it for me. You're all in, and I'm like, this is like the same. Th- this is basically just one blunt away from being the scary movie character, mm-hmm. or the so, don't be a menace in South Central, while right. drinking your juice in the hood. That's yeah. that's what I was getting those vibes yeah. hardcore. And so I was like, I'm in. Like, go for it. Like, you just be you. Fucking carry this shit because the rest of these people aren't doing anything. You might be onto something, because when you play D&D in real
3: life, let's say you have four people in the group, four people in a DM, there's always that one person in the group that, like, everybody likes to do their voice, some people do it more than others, but there's that one person that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, and maybe that's how that person would play that person, you know? Like, whoever rolled snails might play them that way.
1: Right, but they didn't ever make it clear, because the whole time I was hoping and sitting through the thought that, like, kind of like you mentioned, that there would be, like, somebody at a table, and that was their characters, but it never, that's why I was hoping, I was, like, why are they talking this way? These mid-century, you know, rogues potentially, right? Thieves. Why would they speak this way? You know, first of all, they would be speaking in you know thieves' tongue. Is that what it's called?
3: Yeah, yeah. Thieves can't. Thieves' tongue. Yeah, or thieves yeah. can't.
1: Yeah, there would be a whole different thing going on. Yeah. They aren't doing that, and clearly they're speaking almost like slain turn for that time period, <laughs> the early two thousands. And so I was thinking at the end, this would be a table, and they'll be there, and that's why, and that's, that'll make sense to me. But then it didn't happen. I was there. I was just like, what is happening?
3: There'd be a bunch of kids sitting around a table listening to Limp Biscuit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there, I think there should have been more just like Easter egg-y kind of stuff. Like yeah. maybe the crystal that he gets like is a D20 or even just a fucking like cube or something. Just yeah. like something that makes it look like kind of like a die. And Was there also a part with Snails though when it, he was in
3: – And I kind of checked out of the movie like in the <laughs> – in the second end of the second act into the third, then I checked back in because it did kind of come around for me at the end. But did he when he was he was in like somebody's chambers when he uh, fell through the carpet? Yeah, the, the sand carpet. carpet. Yeah, but did did he say something like "time for a little black magic"?
0: Yeah, and I was like, "That's weird." To, I don't know. Like, is but, that weird to say? But that? the 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 magic like whenever he reaches in the bag, the mm-hmm. dust is like gold dust too like he did so he was like black bling you know but i was like what but is he a
1: magic user
0: no it was just like it's just for some reason they just kept having a bag of magic dust that was just like i guess their excuse for like well this can do anything because it's magic dust like you know snort it put it in your gums i don't know (laughs) like (sighs) the other thing
3: to me was i wish it would have had more like grit to the movie mm-hmm. everything was kind of sparkly and and i think everybody looks at D differently like we all we all do who have played mm-hmm. but like and maybe it's from my background of like Shadowrun and warhammer but like i like like our current D game like i like a little darker like it doesn't have to be like like blood and guts all the time but i don't know like i like the dark maybe just because i'm older now it's like it just seemed a little glitzy and gold. Everything was too gold, and like the way it was. Sh- I don't know. There was like Vaseline on the lens all the time. Well, and-, and they they keep
0: talking about how they're the lower class people, but like Ridley is like he's wearing a white shirt the entire time, and it's pure white. Like it never gets dirty, no right. matter what he does. So it's like, well, I mean, you must have a pretty good laundromat in that realm. A you lot know? of white shirts. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it didn't feel lived in. I think that's what it is. Like it, it doesn't feel like a real world situation where it's like, well, if I mean, if you're. Like the time that they do get dirty, and when they got dirty, it was like too dirty. Like the sexy librarian, she got like smush all over her face, right. and it was just like, can you please go wash? Like you've you've been like <laughs> hanging out in this place like the, like safety for like an hour. Yeah, you've had time to put some water on your face, like. wash out. And then she's like, I'm crying, and so she's like, the tears are coming down, but it's not streaking the 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 soot or whatever that's on mm-hmm. her chin. And that's that's also the the kiss scene. I was like, was this warranted? Like,
1: it was also awkward,
3: yeah, it awkward was. and not necessary. I don't know. I, I I don't ever think about kissing when I play D anD D, except for you. Yeah, true. <laughs> after after yeah. after the it's session, not a bar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, no, not usually.
1: <laughs> I feel like the problem for me personally was that you know, in any I've played in a couple different you know campaigns and tables and different DMs, and a lot of my encounters are different types of monsters. It's not just dragons. Like, honestly, I think I've gone against a dragon once, and I didn't do well. Um, not that many of us do. But I feel like there was a lot missing in, like, just the world itself. I mean, I feel like if anybody had a hand in it that was responsible for, you know, the indie itself, there it would have been different kinds of beasts and things. And there's a whole book of monsters, and why did you just flip to one page and just go, let's run with that?
3: No rats, no bugbears, no <laughs> whelps, no, you know, Kobolds Like Right
0: Nothing And everything That they did put in To diversify From the We'll just go ahead And say human Because even the elves Are pretty indistinguishable In this Right Movie I was like What the fuck is that Like the purple guy With the third eye I was I, Oh yeah I was like What are you Yeah I've never Never heard about that Maybe like <laughs> a
1: Beholder human Or something
0: Yeah I was like Is that Is, is it supposed to be what, what, The illithid Like some kind of Illithid type thing Maybe And then when there was a beholder, I was like, well, that was out of fucking nowhere. Like, Mm -hmm. at first I was like, what the shit is that? Because it just looked like a a glob of just CGI bullshit mm-hmm. on my screen. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. And then whenever the other eye stalks came out, I was like, oh, it's a Beholder. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it, the- t- it, it took me a minute, dude. I was like, what is that? Oh, and then it, like, it, like they chased it out into that hallway he, like, or whatever? Beholders, like, to me, maybe it's just because like the first Beholder that I ever, quote unquote, encountered was from Critical Role. They had to fight one. And it was like a big deal. It was like a big boss fight. And so I'm like, That's Beholders scary. are like... Like mini boss kind of yeah, things, right. And in this movie, he throws like a rock or some shit, and it's like, "What was that?" And then chases the sound, and I was like, "What?" No. Beholders are supposed to be like smart, they and Like, no, it's a puppy. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. I'm kidding. But it, I, was, I was just like, it, it was it was a sin on my psyche. Oh, <laughs> seeing that, I was like. What am I looking at? Bad CGI, right. bad writing.
1: The car, the carpet quits in too. Like that weird thing. I was like, I was hoping rather that like a mimic could have been cool. Like yeah. a chest or something to find. At least totally. that was
0: practical. I thought that was cool. Like I, thought that was I a did cool like the way it looked when it was
3: kind of melting down, you know, falling down. Like I was like, that was one moment in the movie where I was like, all right, they got that part right. Yeah. And listen, like at the end of the movie, I kind of started to love, love it, even though I hate it. I was like, all right, this is cheesy, <laughs> but I, I made it through. I like word is a badge of honor, you know. Like, yeah. Cool. All right, I've seen this now. I've survived
0: the Dungeons and Dragons yeah.
3: movie, but there was just so much, so much wrong, so much wrong. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, they didn't get the rule right or whatever. Yeah, it's
0: it just was it, it sucked. It it sucked. It, it yeah, it wasn't even that it was wrong because of D and D. It was wrong because of filmmaking. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and earlier you said you know it it didn't make as much as
3: it cost. My Again, not being a big movie guy, but, like, who pays for that when it flops?
2: The studio? Yeah, it's just all just kind of, like, I mean, because it's, like, they do make some money. They just don't make all of the money they put into it. So, to them, they think about it as a net loss.
1: Right, but that same studio made Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, that you,
0: makes so, it even worse. Oh, <laughs> is it? See, so was New Line.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: And so they made their money back.
3: Which, being an old guy, like seeing that New Line Cinema logo at the beginning, like took me back. I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm
0: in, I'm in it already. Did, did the version you watch have the New Line logo twice? No. Because I have it on DVD and I hit play and it does the. Da, 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 and then it was.
1: Da, 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 and did it again? <laughs> no, and I, was I have, like, it, um, uh, I have it on <laughs>
0: Pirate Bay. Oh, and yeah, just one time. Okay, I had, like, on for some reason on my DVD, it does it twice in a row. And like I wasn't paying because I was like I just hit play, so I went to go like grab something, and I heard it. And when I heard it again, I was like, "Oh shit! If it does it again, like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, it means my disc is scratched right. or something." Right, you're just stuck in a loop of the new line cinema <laughs> logo, and I, which would probably be equal enjoyability. So. Which you, I you don't might sell it for more. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't miss that about
3: DVDs, like. Waking up at four in the morning to the menu, just blaring the same like 30 seconds over and over of like Step Brothers or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. For me, it's uh, Moulin Rouge, but that was mostly because my girlfriend at the time really liked that movie. So, you know, when you have a girlfriend and a favorite movie, you hear that DVD menu a lot. Right. I get mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Post-coital.
3: We get it. Netflix (laughs) actually just keeps playing new stuff, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh.
0: Bummer.
2: Um, so I wanted to uh, shoot a question off to y'all, because um, oh, you guys have all kind of talked about it a little bit. But when looking at these video game movies, one thing that I always try to do is try to figure out why is this made? Like, what is the point of going from one medium to the next? And we talked to and it's kind of similar to Warcraft, but I think even more with this one. So, like, for me, the appeal of D&D is not the setting, the characters, the races. Like, those are all great, but those are more building blocks to me and my friends crafting our own adventure together and pretty much while there are rules like you're only real limited your imagination and so you can tailor it to however you want to like you guys said it's like i wish i'd seen this character or i prefer my D to be dark and gritty and so for me like D is a very like active game like you have so much control in it so when you take that control away what is the appeal of a movie then like what is the appeal of this like why why is it like what's the point like Because, like, we can talk about how bad this movie was, like, you know, just with effects and script and just bad. It was bad. It was badly made. But I'm, like, because, like, um, we might bring it up, but, like, they're in talks to do a reboot. So, like, what's the point of the reboot? Like, even if they have, like, amazing effects and amazing story, what's the appeal of this? Why does it need to be d and D? I
3: I think now, because it has exploded so much, but back then in 2000, I mean, talk about a small target audience. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw that because I did a little research after the fact and I saw that they're in pl- plans or talking about a 2023 re-release. Yeah. And I, I I personally doubt it would be like a remake of that no. plot. But I think I think they're going to cash in on, on d and mm-hmm. because it is huge. I mean, like I said earlier, Stranger Things, even that little nod to it and that helped Wizards or, you know.
2: Well, they made they made a, a like a one shot, didn't they? Based upon Stranger Things. They did. But, yeah. Using, like, the organ and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and there's huge crossovers now. Like, there's D&D supplements that are, like, Magic the Gathering or, or yeah. other things like that. And all that nerddom kind of bleeds together, which is awesome. But I think, yeah, I think now it would totally just be a cash-in. And I think I think it has to be better. And I think that's the beauty of maybe a remake or a revisit is it can't be any worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. it can't be worse than that. Maybe it can. I mean, there's still stinkers that come out to this day. But mm-hmm. I, I, I am looking forward to them revisiting it as a guy that still plays D&D and likes to talk about it. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean, you know, the Demogorgon's from this game. Yeah. Changer Things took that and, like, made it in their own thing. Right. But, I mean, that's not the only thing that made it, like, a big medium, because actually Wendy's released a campaign. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Uh, KFC, after they released their dating sim, they were talking about making a campaign also. Um, and that's just a big things because Critical Role is so big. Adventure to, uh, Zone is so big. Um. Dungeons and Daddies? Is that what you listen to? Yeah. I think that it also took over podcasting in its own way. People were like, we are meeting every week and we do this every time. Why don't we just record it? It just makes
3: sense to get together. To your point,
2: I think... Podcasting is the perfect medium for consuming Dungeons and Dragons content because it is the perfect blend of storytelling because most of the time any good D podcast, they're gonna be really they're mostly like writers. So like they know how to craft a good story. So that you come in with that and with that energy and that creativity, you're gonna get good characters. But combined with the fact that it's real time and they're actually playing the game. So it doesn't matter what kind of story they try to create, like if you get a bad dice roll, like that's just gonna throw a wrench in your story. So then right. the best ones like have to work around that and it's really good, like almost improv. And, right. like, I feel like that is the best way to, like, consume, like, Dungeons & Dragons content, which is that it's more, it's it's more organic. Right. But you yeah. can't do that with a movie. At least not, like, realistically. Like, no, because the, you're,
3: yeah. yeah, you're, like, totally, you have to check in. Whereas, like, a podcast you can listen to while you're doing the dishes or yeah. going for your run or whatever. My One of my favorites is Dungeon Master of None. So great. Just two guys just started out. There's a lot of bad D podcasts out there. Like I, again, I, I like I love D D, but my my shit, as the kids say, is Shadowrun. There are, which is kind of an antiquated game at this point, but there are so <laughs> many bad, corny, like you know, got cool Matrix music going, and, and they talk like this because it's the dark future dystopia, and it's just like super super bad. But
0: there's a ton of good ones, like you said.
3: I mean, Critical Role, kind of.
0: It's definitely catapulted. Yeah, the attempt, and I think a lot of people are learning how difficult it is. My myself was one of them. I've attempted several D and D podcasts. It's hard. It's not easy to have like when you play a game, it's fun because you're a part of it. But like you, when you make the podcast version of it, it also has to be fun to listen to, and that's the real hard part of it. And
3: I think the other thing is, you know, you get a group of people together, you start playing, you're like. Especially if you're, like, familiar with podcasting. It's like, man, we could do a podcast. And then it's like, it can almost take away from the game mm-hmm. and also just be bad. Yeah. But it can yeah. also be good. Like, it's it's a total roll of the dice.
1: Yeah, well, that was a good joke. Um, it's also important, <laughs> like, there's good and bad DMing and, and good and bad storytelling within those DMs. So, you know, people want to listen to campaigns for individuality, but also, like, there has to be some kind of rule-based... I think a lot of podcasts nowadays, they realize that they can't get into that that sphere, that straight-up D&D sphere, because people are already doing these massive ca- campaigns. Dimension 20, um, Critical Role, yeah. Critical Role went on for, is still going on for years, and you can't jump into it in the middle because those episodes are so long. Yeah. But there's things like Stars without numbers, and that's like a and d type game, but it's not D&D. But it's in space, and people have that niche. Like They like Star Wars, they like Star Trek. There's just so many things that you can do with the the layout of this game specifically um, that would be good for podcasting. That's not just straight up D and D, and I think that's what makes it so versatile.
2: Yeah, because like most people like um, Adventure Zone, like and then I think Dimension Twenty Two, like they use D and D as like a building block, but then they create their own stuff from it too. Like it's so moldable into however whatever you want to do. Like like it's just it's a really good rules system. It's a really good like it's really good. It's arguably the best. So it's like you know like there's just there's so many things you can do with it
3: right i've done a lot of podcasts in the past like whether it's my own or being on podcasts and i've totally had that thought like man i've got a good group going here let's do this but my my caveat is i'm a rules nerd and not that i know all the rules i ask jordan most of the time like hey what page is that on like 237 okay (laughs) it's like nobody wants to listen to somebody looking up rules and then you get into editing you know and that's just like okay, maybe we're just going to play some D&D and have a good time. Yeah, Yeah, like
2: it's just, and then usually it all falls to one person and that person just like cannot play the game. Right, well, Matthew
1: Mercer and then uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan, they're both powerhouse DMs. Oh my God. And Mm -hmm. they know all the rules. They can tell you off the top. That's what's important. It's almost like
3: Rain Man level, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like when I get my booster shot, I hope the the DNA of <laughs> Matt Mercer goes yeah. into me
0: so I don't have to remember like what what's which bolt on again. Yeah. I've looked it up every session. I should know that. I have yeah. been I've been looking up all the sperm banks in his area just so I can get, get a... something to drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, I want to <laughs> I want to go back to your your question about the the purpose of what the movie is and mm-hmm. I think that to go to further that it would be any of story-based content based on D&D. That would be like the books right. and the the pre-written um, modules and stuff that they have. And that's to add lore and world, like living, breathing entities within the world so that whenever you create a character and you go into it, you're like, you know, I'm in Faerun, so these other things are happening at the same time. And so my character is now living this out. And so because this is canonical within the world of the game maybe i have a little bit so you know with lord of the rings no matter how you play like if you play a lord of the rings role-playing game you're probably not going to be as important as frodo yeah but with these other characters most of the time they're not like ring bearer level you know like Drizzt isn't like the most powerful person has ever been in the game he's popular because he's cool and it's it would be fun to like play in a world and then like Trish just happens to be in the tavern that you're in because he's passing on to his next adventure or whatever so I think it's more like it just adds more life to the realm and that you can borrow from because and you also have to start somewhere like whenever we played I was using a basic starter level module because I've I've created my own module once and it's. I haven't written it down, but it's all in my head. I know I have it memorized because I spent <laughs> hours just thinking about all the encounters and stuff. And so, like that, took a lot of work to just think of it and to write it down it would take even longer. So I don't want to do that. That's effort. But, you know, having this pre-made things for you to explore and to play around with, and also with modules, at least they're a little malleable, so you mm-hmm. can you can have a little bit of a impact on this character is in the game, but he could die. And if he dies, like, he's no longer a part of what's happening going forward. And you could
1: need him. Right. You need him.
0: So I think with the movie, it's kind of like, look at this world that you could be a part of. You could be this guy, and, like, he's making this choice. Would you make that choice? No? Well, you know, maybe you should play and find out what the consequences would be if you went this other way.
1: I like what you said about the importance of your 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 group and your character specifically, because like if you if you play a different world that's already been built, like Lord of the Rings, you know everything that's gonna happen has to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. But
1: even if you're playing a module, and let's say you have an NPC that you know joins your party, you pay them whatever you know. If you treat them the wrong way, your DM might make them the big bad.
3: And that's what I want to ask you, so and both of you, as uh, as D and D players. So when I DM'd, I always rolled behind the screen, like always, and. Sometimes I fudged it mm-hmm. to keep the game interesting. If people were rolling really good, I made the monsters harder, you know. Um, or if I roll, if I rolled really good and was going to kill somebody, maybe I didn't want to kill them yet. Do you, does that make me a bad person?
0: No, because our,
3: our current DM rolls in front of the screen and like shows us every roll, and I'm like, man, that's kind of like. Too, yeah, too, too much. Too open, too yeah. honest. Like I wouldn't, and I was never an asshole to somebody, you know, but right. just like keeping it balanced, keeping it fun. And I think that's like the main thing for me was to keep it fun.
1: That's a rule for a DM. I mean, that, that's part of your job, I think. And I Yeah. I mean, I don't, I've never played a game with a DM that didn't fudge rolls for us. Cause you know, if you're having a cleric, that's. You know, not being able to heal their party, and everyone's down, and you, you want the morale to say hi, and you want your players to have fun. And I just mean, got a
3: bunch of good berries. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think it's important, you know, especially with... I also like the rule, you know, rolling not ones doesn't always mean the worst thing possible. Sometimes that one just means right. you don't need to do the thing you wanted to do. Yeah. And that's okay. You don't have to make it where they kill their, their best friend or, you know, stab a themselves. A lot of
3: snapping of
0: bow strings, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, yeah... Cause, yeah I, I always enjoy the breaking of the weapon because it's like, well, that is a pretty severe like punishment, but it's not life ending. You're not drawn and quartered. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's, I think, it's
2: comical consequences. Yeah, like, yeah, I like to have fun with it. Yeah,
0: I, but, you slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I think it's important to keep it organic too because, like, I, I told the story a little bit before, but I DM'd a module for Tyler and Ben before and. We got to a point within the module that we were in this town where there is a dragon cult and a big dragon. It's like the the basic like module that comes with like the starter kit. And they, uh, Ben, were you the were you the druid? Yeah. Okay, so he, he I believe he um, transformed into a bear, and then Tyler's character was riding him,
1: and, <laughs> and they yeah, bust hello. <laughs>
0: they bust into the layer of the dragon, and we're just like we're gonna fight him. And I was like, I did like every like DM thing, like, okay, like this is the choice you're going to make. And they're like, yep, (laughs) final answer. All right, this is what happens. And then they start fighting the dragon. They start losing because it's a dragon and they're like level twos or something. And it's a pretty, I mean, it's not like the biggest dragon in the world, but it's a dragon with a pretty big health pool. They decide to flee and the dragon's like, "Yo, like I can get out of here. Like you can't just come into my house and then There's not just... like zoning." Right. And so like I was like, "What would a dragon do? A dragon wouldn't just be like, yeah, you can leave now." <laughs> so of course he's going to chase them down. And so like I did feel bad about it, but then at the same time like after uh, the dragon had smote them, it was like the 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 nice wizard that was like in the area, he, like, comes by later and, like, saves them and brings them back in. And it's just like, you know, in a movie when the hero is, like, mm-hmm. lost in the desert and then, like, somebody brings and he wakes up and he's, like, in a tent and he's, like, oh And his wound's all bandaged, like. Right. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good cliche. I'm going to yeah. use that here. And I think they've learned their lesson. So. I will say it was really funny at
2: the time because after the fact, me and Tyler are like, why did that happen? Like, what was the, we, did, we were just, and, like, Jordan's, like, to put it into perspective, he we basically went. And it's like you kicked down somebody's door who was sleeping and harming nobody. It kicked them in the <laughs> balls right. and the rained. Yeah. <laughs> like that's exactly what y'all just did. I'm like oh, shit, I didn't think about it that way yeah. like he didn't yeah. really just like it was, yeah. But um, yeah, and I will say like based upon um Jordan's uh like, DMing skills and stuff like that. Like from what I've noticed because I've never dm and I don't think I ever would want to DM because it seems stressful as hell. But it seems like you guys were constantly having to. Go back and forth between being a referee and a storyteller. Mm-hmm. and I think it's different for each person. It's like which one do you want to be? And I also think it depends on your group too, like how they want to play. So I think it's like having an open conversation, like how do you want this session to be, and just knowing who you're playing with. Because I think people enjoy it either way. Because like you right. said, we all know people who are real rule sticklers, and they're like constantly checking the manual, and people yeah. like that. But like there are some people that just want to have a good time and have a crazy wacky story. And so I like you like you know I don't think it's wrong at all that you fudge some walls because it makes it more interesting. Yeah, there's
3: definitely, like, the number crunchers. Like, it's actually seven, not six, and my plus one, and this and that. And then there's mm-hmm. people like, who cares? Like, but we're going to kill them anyway. To that point, like,
2: I was so averse to D&D because of that. Because that's what I assumed D&D was until I started listening to podcasts and talking to people about it and realized that you can't have a lot of fun with them. You're not just crunching numbers and having, like, a calculator next to you, just doing damage for, like, a percentage and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah.
2: That's
3: Shadowrun. Yeah. <laughs> we tried that we, in our... A little module a modular excuse me gaming group and you know we quick quickly learned that it was just like
0: this is like algebra yeah Yeah, it is it is so like the details are so minute with everything like how to cast a spell how to just engage um and then there's not only the physical plane of existence there's the ethereal plane and the matrix to jack into so there's like all these different layers and
3: all different rules for all those planes. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. it's just
0: it's so much. And then on top of that, they have to have the most complex dice system. It's all about it's all six sided dice. It's all d sixes, and, and it's sometimes like, you're rolling like twenty five.
1: Absolutely not. And and, it,
0: and it's it's like anything above a three, like a three or above, is a success. And it's like success fail rather mm, than like the rolls I'd itself. Heard of this. Yeah, six, it six is, is like a
3: crit, hell. and one's a, a crit fail like yeah one one and two misses it's actually one, two, and three misses. Oh. Four, five, and six hits, and then yeah. But yeah, you you literally have a brick of dice that you're rolling
0: for like shooting a
3: gun sometimes.
0: And you have to do it defensively too. Like if they mm. attack you, you have to roll for like your a defense. Room? Oh my god. It's 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 for your armor. Like yeah. how much of the damage comes through your and armor. And then what
3: kind of bullet and how far away and how uh, there was a bird flying by and the wind was <laughs> blowing, and oh, there's so much time. But I love it. My thing with Shadowrun is like I love not to go off the rails, but I love the setting. Like i I've, I've always loved like the cyberpunk dystopia in future setting. Right.
0: Yeah, do you guys, are you guys, do you know Shadowrun? Yeah, yes. I know. Okay. Right um, I, I learned it, what it was from the Shadowrun Xbox 360 game that was a uh, Counter-Strike clone. Yeah, a total turd. <clears throat> it was I thought it was amazing. It had <laughs> that, that teleport was like the first okay. time you could teleport through a I, I, too,
3: love the game. I still own it, but it, it flopped. Yeah. It was a flop. I should say flop, not Yeah, it, Flop, not turd. It was a good game. <laughs> yeah. It
0: just didn't have a following. I think it was one of the first cross-platform games as well. I believe it was. it was, it was Xbox were... and PC. They were doing a lot of that back then, but that was one of the first, but, for sure. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. That um, Shadowrun has had some isometric uh, other games, D&D style it would be like I. That's probably the best way to play Shadowrun is a video game version. Cause the games on Steam are great. Yeah, fantastic. But yeah, if they had a, if they had a Shadowrun movie, I I bet you like I will go there with you to opening night because I'll be there. I I love I, I love Cyberpunk as well, and I think adding the Lord of the Rings like elves and stuff on top of it is way cool. Yeah. So like. I just want I want a playable version of that because I would love to play Shadowrun. It's just unplayable. But that,
2: you were a fan of the
0: movie Bright, then? I I dug it. it I liked it. It was yeah. rough. I thought it was a little rough, but I did. I was very into the world, and I was hoping that they would go further with it. Yeah.
2: it just, like the, the like the world building alone drew me to that movie.
0: I liked it better than this piece of shit we're talking <laughs> about <laughs> tonight. This, this yeah. movie was
1: rough. Um, really quickly, bring, I know we're running out of time, but I want to bring you back in real quick to what we're talking about earlier. With common sense rolls? Does anyone have Does anybody play with common sense rolls before?
3: I'm not sure I know what that means. Enlighten me.
1: I'll enlighten you. So sometimes DMs will implement common sense rolls, especially if the campaign's already been derailed a few times, which it, I mean, derailing is healthy, but there's like a big, you know, there's sometimes there's players that do it on purpose. Like, I'm going to burn down the whole village. Yeah. And you're like, huh? You're going to do what? Roll a common sense roll. So they'll take their D20 and they'll roll it percentage base, you know, under 15. You don't get to do that. Um,
3: we need to implement that. Yeah. yeah, it's just to save. It's not just
1: to save them their lives. The campaign, the village you're in, the NPCs you might need, the items you might need. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's not telling you get no, you can't do that. Just roll for it. Roll yeah. it to see if you can common sense roll. Okay, you got underneath. Okay, so you think about this again. It's not a good idea for this many reasons, and you don't get to do that. And they can roll again. if They want to keep trying, but usually that's enough to solve. A them.
0: chance to keep it a little more on track. Right. That's awesome. I. I, yeah, that's, I really like That's that's really nice because. You know, we're talking about all the different ways you can play. You can also play campaigns where you're like a bunch of bad guys and just be murder hobos or like (laughs) um, I've heard that there's like there was one campaign where every member of the party was attempting to become the big bad evil guy of the realm. And so as the campaign progressed, like they were like amassing their own armies. And like the final act of their campaign was them all like waging war against each other, oh, which sounds really cool because it's like at first it's like they have to rely on each other because they're all so weak that they can't do shit. And then like they start slowly like backstabbing. And it's like that sounds really cool. It all sounds like a ton of work. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just stick with being just like. I Moderately like, good. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like the, <laughs> go get the thing from the thing
3: and bring it to the thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm like the, the true neutral bounty hunter. That's just like what I always like to play. Cause it's like, I, I don't really care what we're doing. I just have fun like going on the journey. So I don't really need a reason to journey. I just right. want to be there doing it.
1: I'm playing for the first time, um, a lawful good cleric, arcanic cleric, um, very girl scout and all the time, like. Recently, they said, you know, our party was like, let's just murder the president. He's really annoying. We were in an underwater city, basically, as as a project for our school. And I was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, let's murder the president. Let's get him out of here. And I was like, ah. I was like, "Eh, we would get a bad grade, you know? (laughs) Right. And it sucks not being able to, like, I just want to trash this guy right now. And, you know, but it's hard playing, you know, you could play Chaotic Evil. And not tell your party you're playing Chaotic Evil. And you could do the backstabbing. And you could be the big bad. And the DM might not even know you're the big bad until you're the last show. And they're like... You know what? No, actually, you all your magic items are missing. That player is gone. Like you can play it different ways. I think that's really fun, and that's people flocked to this game is because you know your friends could murder you, or your friends could be helping you save the world.
2: Love it. Um, to kind of steer this uh, train to the station a little bit, um, so I kind of want to get y'all's final thoughts and pretty much just do you think this movie works as a good representation of D and D?
3: Robbie, would you like to start? Okay, um, I came around at the end. All the all the bitching I've done and and, <laughs> and shitting on it, like I did, I did enjoy it at the end. I'm glad I watched it. You said earlier it maybe was aimed at children. I totally got that vibe too. I was like, I'm gonna watch this again with my kid and see what she thinks about it because she might love it. Like, cheesiness aside, like bad CGI, bad storytelling. It totally lost the plot or swapped the plot. I did think the ending was kind of cool when they were fighting up in the tower
1: yeah and a lot of dragons.
3: yeah, yeah and like the dragons fighting and kind of like kickboxing like kangaroos, <laughs> which was kind of weird, but like I I dug that and you know not all was lost on it and so I would give it a, a solid four no three out of ten might be uh, six out of ten for kids, five yeah. maybe but uh I'm glad it exists. Even, even if, like, because I like d and I'm glad that this movie exists, because we're talking about it tonight, and that just adds to the whole thing that is D&D, so...
2: Well, you'll be happy to know there are two sequels out there for you. Okay, I'm not
3: ready for
0: that, but <laughs>
3: tomorrow
1: is another day. I've heard the sequels better. better? It's more D&D-based. Okay. Which one? Right. The second one. Ashley? Uh, this is a... Yeah, man. A four, a four out of ten. Four out of ten for me, because... I watched the whole thing. I didn't have to pause it at any point. I just sat through the whole thing. And I I was looking forward to see what would come up next, constantly thinking that it was going to get better. And that just, you know, it leads you to have hope. And that's why it's a 4 out of 10 for me.
0: What um, Ben, do you know what the full runtime was for the film? Uh, I can check for you. Cause I want to say an hour and 47 minutes. That's what it felt 48. like. Well, it felt like two hours. Yeah. 108 minutes. Yeah. Okay.
3: What is? That? I'm not good at math. I play D and D. That's an hour and.
0: It's an hour and a half. That's yeah, about yeah. an hour and a half. I'm not good at math because uh, actually, yeah, 120. Uh, so well, well, it's
1: 60 minutes is an hour.
0: Right. That's an hour. 40 so it's an hour. So hour, hour, hour That's an hour 45. Thank 45. you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So it felt like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, probably like 20 minutes till the end, I was like, "Is this going to wrap up anytime mm-hmm. soon?" Um, I'm glad it was wasn't two hours because I think that was well. When we did Warcraft, I could have sworn that movie was like three and a half hours long. It's not. It was only two hours, but it just drags for so long that it time stops while you watch it. I watched it on my computer, so I saw the, the bar <laughs> go across, and I was like, damn, two-thirds? Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And so this felt very much the same. And I think maybe they were trying to simulate a D&D game where, like, not a lot happens in the four hours that you play because combat takes up a long time yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> I applaud their attempt because you have to try. You have to start somewhere. Apparently, it's better than the cartoon, so I guess it's a next you know another step up. That's rough. There are some parts that you know Jeremy Irons liked him. I liked the the quicksand carpet. <laughs> so. <laughs> that bar is set so low I know <laughs> that's also a really good band name quicksand carpet um, so I think just out of knowing that we are going to see way shittier movies in the future I'm going to give this a 5 are out we? of 10 oh <laughs> yeah he, he listed off a couple of them before it's not, we, it's not looking good <laughs> <laughs> no. this was just a toe dip into what some of our future movies yeah were y'all doing. have fun with that yeah <laughs> You're, you're, you're I'll lucky. be watching Avatar again. Yeah, I would rather watch Avatar than a lot of these, but
3: I mean, hey, there is an Avatar video game. Just saying. Yeah, true. That notice, new one. Did you notice that on the PS3?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did. I saw that. That was that was intentional. Okay. <laughs> but there's also the new one coming out. Yeah, I know. I got it pre-ordered. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm sure we'll have to cover that at some point because we do do the reverse. Well, I guess technically, well, no, this is, but we do the reverse where sometimes we cover um, video games that are based on movies. So we'll have you back for Avatar at some point because it's been, it's been probably 10 years since I've seen it.
2: We're about to have like what? five more movies in the span of three years. Oh, I can't wait. It I can't you wait. Well say you must be like I didn't see the first seat. one
3: in the theater and I was like,
2: because I didn't care about it when it came
3: out. I I, I was a I was a late bloomer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so there.
2: Not to derail, but I love that because most people love that movie because of the IMAX experience. Yes. And that's I, why people are so diehard
1: yeah, about it. And I watched
3: it on a plane on my phone on the first time.
2: I respect the shit out of
1: it. Yeah, that. I love <laughs>
3: it. So
2: yeah. much more dedication.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I like the Disney Parks version and like the rides and stuff. <sighs>
3: My dream. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be married next year, and Aww. I was like, "She wants to go to uh, Las Vegas. I want to go to Pandora.
1: Just so. do both. Take a plane to Orlando, and then take a plane to Los Angeles. I could just
3: dress like an avatar in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good. That's yeah. the same
1: thing, I think. You could to I get married
3: me? by Neytiri? You probably. That's still <laughs> Vegas a thing, is a place
1: right? of potential. I, don't really I know. Can know. You can live on caffeine and but dreams. It, you, and... If
3: you can
2: get married by Elvis, I'm pretty sure. You
3: can yeah,
0: if you're if you can rent a costume, can be an Elvis? That's an avatar I don't like Vegas. I lost $1,000 in two days there.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> um, if you have any questions or comments, hit us up on our social medias. It's at Pod on both Instagram and Twitter, and we have some pretty rad tweets.
2: <laughs> Not going to lie. They're pretty fire. Um, be sure to also come and join us at the Rodeo Cinema every month for a for free, cozy watch parties. Those who tend get to vote on the next month's event. You can get notifications by following us or, wait, by following us or Rodeo Cinema on all social medias.
0: And if you haven't already, be sure to follow, subscribe, and rate the podcast. And if you want to hear me talk more, but this time about horror movies, you can check out another podcast that I've recently been added to, the Black Cat Horror Podcast. Ooh, uh, spooky. It is spooky, especially now that it's spooky season. Ooh. Or I guess last month was spooky season when this episode comes out. Ooh. <laughs> I right, to shout out the next movie. <laughs> 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 well, speaking of Ben, what's our topic next time? Next week is going to be Max Payne, baby. Yeah. Oh, I'm wait. in
1: pain. Bye. 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 Bye.